0: Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Episode 11 The Top 5 Serial Killers in St. Louis Written and created by Jeremy Ellert Starring Zane Shant Jack Carmichael Lauren Grace Thompson Kenneth Fairclough Gabrielle Atkins. Ezra J. Wayne, Ryan Philbrook, Torian Brackett, Caroline Minx, Aidan Littlewood-Johnson, and Addison Peacock.
1: I count, that's the third reported Bigfoot sighting in as many weeks. This time coming from where? You guessed it, Delaware. Ha <laughs> ha! Which is weird, because any long-time listener of the Nushem Hour knows that the great state of Delaware is about as real as the Easter Bunny. That state is nothing more than a tax haven for the elites. All you gotta do is follow the money. It always, always, always comes back to the same damn groups. The Freemasons, the Illuminati, the Jason Society. It's all hiding in plain sight! And where are they hiding it? Delaware! Peel those eyeballs, people!
2: Is it just me, or has Newsham been a little weird lately?
3: No, it's not just you.
2: Maybe. The Deep State had him replaced with a clone.
3: You mean like Beyoncé?
2: Yeah, exactly like Beyoncé.
3: I think he might be onto something with that one.
2: Own farm, baby. There's the arch. Yep, there's the arch.
3: What's the address again?
2: Oh, 1109 Maple Hill Road. The Maple Hill Murder Club.
3: 1109 Maple Hill Road. Yeah, this looks like it's the place.
2: Yeah, no. Randy, this looks more like a nursing home to me.
3: The Maple Hill Residential Care Facility. Hmm. Not what I expected to see either, but the address matches.
2: Maybe it's a joint business, like those Taco Bell pizza huts. Or the Taco Bell Fitness Center.
3: Just a combo nursing home slash murder club?
2: It was just a theory. I have others.
3: This neighborhood is creepy quiet.
2: Yeah, I know what you mean. Almost like... Too quiet.
3: I don't see any suspicious unmarked vans on the street or any weirdos lurking around.
2: Okay, so this is definitely just a nursing home.
3: Tell me again why we decided to do this.
2: Because we needed help with killing or knowing how to properly murder Walt.
3: One, that was meant to be rhetorical. And two, stop saying the word murder in public! Did someone
0: say murder? What? No!
2: I heard burger.
0: Randy and Gail turn to find Samuel, the creepy son of a bitch from Peterson Hardware staring back at them. In one hand, he's holding a remote. In the other, he's cradling a large bowl of popcorn.
1: It's okay, folks. This is a safe space. You can say murder. See? Murder. I said it with a capital M that time.
2: Murder. Gail! He said it was cool.
1: It is cool. Real fucking cool. Murder. See? (laughs) See? Really glad you folks decided to show up. It was uh, Gail and uh, Roger, right? Randy. Randy. Got it. And if you don't remember my name, it's Samuel. But when we're in this building, just call me Sammy.
3: Okay, Sammy, so what's the deal? What is this place?
1: What are you talking about? It says right there, the weekly meetup of the Maple Hill Murder Club. Right? Let's have some fun. Can I get you folks something to drink?
0: No.
2: Yeah. What'll it be? Got any root beer?
1: Oddly specific. But you know what? I think we do. Let me get you folks set up in the back room and introduce you to the rest of the gang. And then I'll go grab that root beer for you.
3: Sounds good.
2: Thank you, Samuel. Oh, I mean, Sammy. Don't drink
3: that root beer. I'm getting serious Ridgeway vibes from that dude.
1: We're gonna be at the end of this hallway and to the left. The group is sort of midway through our typical meeting, which is quite the lucky timing on your part. The first half of our meetings is usually when we knock out all the boring stuff. Recounting minutes, budgetary disputes, that sort of thing. You folks got here just in time for the fun stuff. Watch this. I'm gonna scare the shit out of him. <laughs> Freeze, motherfucker! It's the FBI! <laughs>
0: Welcome to the Maple Hill Murder Club. Samuel, the weirdo from Peterson Hardware. Bobby and Coco, a two-man ventriloquist and puppet team. Bobby does a terrible job of not moving his mouth when talking as Coco, but no one says anything. You know, just in case the murder puppet is real. Not exactly the kind of entity you want to risk having on your bad side. Even though every member of the Maple Hill Murder Club might feel they're the owner of this title, it is in fact True Crime Carol who is the biggest True Crime fan ever. And I mean ever. Some people write letters to serial killers. Carol writes them fan fiction. Carol like-likes Ted Bundy True Crime Carol's name used to be Carol Bechko. But in the spring of 2019, she changed it to True Crime Carol. So, legally speaking, her first name is True. Her last name is Carol. And, well, you get it.
4: Not funny, <laughs>
1: Some of us have warrants!
0: Just kidding. But look!
1: I've brought with me the remote. And some popcorn.
5: Perfect timing. Sammy, we need you to settle something for us.
1: Okay. This sounds serious. What is it?
5: Cashew-corma-braised chicken thighs, or the bell pepper and sour cherry grilled cheese. Tied to a chair, gun to your head, which one are you picking as your last meal?
1: Oh, okay. We're talking best purple plate recipes. Well... And out of those two, I'd go with the cashew cormorant braised chicken thighs, no doubt. Oh my god.
5: Why did I ask you? See? See, I told you! Boom! In your face, Carol!
1: A grilled cheese sandwich is still a grilled cheese sandwich. I don't care how much you try to church it up.
6: Thank you, finally! That's exactly what I said a few minutes ago, remember? That's true! That's exactly what he said.
1: But if this is my last meal, then we're talking best purple plate recipe of all time, right? And in that case, I think it's a travesty that no one brought up the fresh basil fettuccine with yellow tomato sauce and roasted peppers. Boo. Boo. Boo.
4: Boo. Boo.
1: I don't know why you're booing me, Coco. <laughs> you eat brains.
5: That was one time. So, who are our new friends here, Sammy?
3: Randy.
2: I'm Gail. I'm the uh, the art director at NASA.
6: <laughs> really?
2: Um, no, that was a joke.
6: Oh, I don't get it.
2: She's lying to make herself look cooler.
6: Coco stop or I'm putting you back in the bag. I'll put you in a body bag. I'd like to see you try you little piece of shit.
1: Bobby and Coco are a duo and True over there is our lone wolf. Guys I met Gail and Randy down at the hardware store today and get this they were buying shovels, bleach, rope, duct tape, And a chainsaw.
6: One of us!
5: One of us!
6: One of us! One
5: of us!
1: One of us! (laughs) One of us! One of us! Wait,
5: oh, no, 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 wait. Does that mean I'm not gonna be the one on call tonight?
1: You know the rules. First-timers get to jump the line.
5: Not tonight! I've been waiting months for Mr. Sorrentino's shitty old liver to fail. Yeah,
1: just a few years ago, it was my turn. And you were the wide-eyed newbie jumping the line. I've been waiting for Mrs. Reynolds to ring Death's doorbell far longer than you've been waiting on Mr. Sorrentino. Ugh,
5: I know. But I can respect the rules while still getting pissed off about them. I just... This was the night of Bobby and Coco's big premiere, and it was also going to be my sweet 16th, so I wanted to make it special. And I wanted it to be with Mr. Sorrentino, you know? He's a war hero, and a cat groomer, and a damn good one at that. He deserves a better end than being taken out by some moist-handed newbie who has no idea what they're doing.
6: Maybe the all cat will hang on for another
5: week? Yeah, maybe. I finally perfected my death
1: grip. Come on, True. Have we ever run out of bodies before? No. That's right. So don't worry. There's not a single empty bed in this place. One cool breeze could blow through here, and suddenly there'll be more than enough opportunities for everyone. And trust me, by the time you hit 34, number 16 will be nothing more than a distant memory. Keep on whistling past the graveyard.
3: Uh, I hate to interrupt y'all's little moment, but... What the fuck is this place?!
1: This, Randy, is the bi-monthly meetup of the Maple Hill Murder Club.
3: Yeah, but what does that mean? Oh my
6: god! Noobies are the worst! Bi-monthly
4: means twice per month!
1: Well, basically, we meet up to talk about true crime documentaries we've watched or true crime podcasts we've listened to or true crime books we've read. Sometimes someone will have a new theory they want to discuss or a new trophy they want to show off. For the most part, we just sort of freeform the meetings and let the conversations take us where they want to go. And tonight, tonight is movie night. Oh, fun! Are you expecting something else?
2: No, <laughs> not at all. This, this sounds great.
1: So, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how did things go with your little problem from earlier?
2: Awesome! Yeah, um, uh, total... just, like, total breeze.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Totally buried that problem if you know what i mean i
6: do know what you mean
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh good that's what i like to hear
2: what number is that for you um number
6: i'm sorry that was such an inappropriate thing for coco to ask you don't have to share your kill count number with us if you're not comfortable doing so. Uh,
2: Seven. Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Seven? Wow. Not bad. Not bad. (laughs) More than Coco.
2: (laughs) What's your number, Coco? It's only three. Are you gonna start the movie or what?
6: I mean, I'm fine with waiting. However long this takes.
1: Okay, I hear ya, I hear ya. Mr. Hollywood over here is ready for his close-up. Tonight's feature presentation... Beheaded at the Dragon Park. Now, as you all know, tonight is the seventh anniversary of the slayings at Dragon Park. And in honor of the cold case, Unsolvable Mysteries has released a new documentary analyzing the evidence and stories behind the killings. They're hoping it might generate new leads or point to new suspects. They've even offered a $25,000 reward for information.
5: Ooh, you know, that could take a chunk out of my student loans. Don't you dare!
1: Drew has a point, Coco. That is a lot of money.
5: (laughs) You (laughs) wouldn't! Chill, (laughs) no one's gonna say anything.
6: I'm actually with Coco on this one. I don't think that's a nice thing to joke about.
1: Okay, okay. (laughs) Bobby and Coco, it's your big night. Not everyone gets a Netflix documentary made about them. You should be proud. This is your moment. Yeah?
5: Yeah. If anything, Sammy and I are just jealous.
1: Do you really mean that? Big time, Bobby. Big time. You're the real deal. I <laughs> guess I'm just kind of nervous. Oh, you should be. This documentary could completely ruin your life. So, without further ado... Just two weeks before Christmas 2015, 33-year-old long-haired, long-haul truck driver Spencer Conway pulled over at a rest stop off Interstate 23. The killer's victims were all completely drained of blood.
2: You know, I think I need to just step outside for a moment.
1: Lock the door on your way out, please. Sure thing. Homicide detectives investigating the case have started referring to this anonymous killer as the road killer.
6: The fucking what?
1: The road killer is unskilled, probably self-taught. Their work is sloppy, derivative, and lacking any sense of passion. They're getting frustrated with the lack of recognition from the national media, and they're starting to make some mistakes.
6: Fuck this! Turn it off!
1: When did they start calling you the road killer?
6: Fucking never! Why are you getting so mad? It's just a movie. Just a movie? This is who you bring here, Samuel?
3: I don't know why you two want to get heated with me, but at this point, I'm legally required to inform you that I'm- I knew it! A ninth-degree black belt Taekwondo grandmaster. And I can kick everyone's ass in this room. If I need to.
5: No one needs to kick anyone's ass or cut anyone's head off. Bobby, I'm sorry they fucked up your moniker, but you have a Netflix documentary adaptation of your crimes. That's special. Not a lot of people can say that. Hell, most people never even follow through on their murder plans. And you did. I'm proud of you. And you too, Coco.
1: We're all very proud of you. Right, Randy?
3: Excuse me, wait, so, like, this guy kills people. For real, for real.
5: No, Randy, don't be stupid. We all kill people for real, for real. Bobby's the only one who does it with so much blood.
1: And so much passion. It's like an art form. Uh, It's not me, really.
6: That's just what happens when you cut someone's head off.
1: But still, the way you do it is impressive. Thanks, Sammy. No problem, pal. I love you. And I love your art. Hey, gang. Just got word that Mr. Hinkle is a code blue in room 242. We haven't been able to reach any of his family, and there's a good chance he might pass the night. Say less. We'll head over right away. Thanks, Sammy.
6: I get to cut Mr. Hinkle's head off.
1: No way. That's out of the question. Why not? That's not the way it works around here.
6: My special night has been completely ruined by a shitty Netflix adaptation. The only thing, and I mean the only thing, that will make this night better is if I get to cut Mr. Hinkle's head off.
1: You know we can't do that, Bobby. (sighs) What if we got you some T-Rabs instead?
6: Uh, Okay. I'm listening.
1: True Crime Carol. Can you walk our newbies through the initiation ceremony and, uh, uh, help them out in Mr. Hinkle's room? Uh, Show them the ropes and all that.
5: Yeah, I can show them the ropes. Let's roll. Where's the other noob?
0: Hi, I'm Amari with Alley Oils. And I have an exciting
2: new opportunity I'd love to share with you. What's your name?
4: What's
2: your name? I'm Gail. I'm the art director at NASA. (laughs) What's it like working with a
5: partner?
3: It's, uh, chill, I guess.
5: Yeah. I figured it'd probably be more chill than working solo. (laughs) Someone there to watch your back, or carry the legs. I'd love to find a partner, but it's just hard to find someone these days who you can talk to about serial killers and their crimes. It's not easy. So kudos to you two. Ooh, ooh, give me a second. I need to say hello to a friend. Hey there, Mr. Sorrentino. How are we feeling today? Hopefully uh, strong, but not too strong. <laughs> um. Thanks for uh, hanging in there another day for me. I promise I'll make it special. Mr. Sorrentino? Mr. Sorrentino? Oh, thank God. (laughs) King County. See you soon, pal.
3: I can't do this.
5: Listen, I know you're nervous, but do you see that man laying in that bed over there? Yeah. I know he's not nervous. If anything, he's excited because tonight you're going to help send him home.
3: What do I do? I don't have a knife and I didn't bring my chainsaw.
5: Chainsaw? <laughs> what do you need a chainsaw for?
3: For the, uh, the, uh,
5: no, Randy, no chainsaws, no knives Those two bare hands of yours are all you're gonna need
3: I, I can't, I can't do this, I can't kill someone
5: Calm down, it's not that big of a deal Mother Nature's gonna be doing most of the work for you All you have to do is sit with Mr. Hinkle tonight and hold his hand And then, at some point, you'll feel that, a uh, shake of death rattle through his palm.
3: I just... hold his hand?
5: That's all you've got to do. And once you feel Mr. Hinkle start to slip away, just give that hand a little squeeze and then kapow. You've got another notch on your belt. What? It means you get credit for the kill.
3: So just to be clear, I don't have to cut anyone's head off.
5: Why would anyone ever want to cut someone's head off? We were just being nice to Bobby and Coco back there. What they do, cutting people's heads off, it's not art. It's overkill. Real murder artists just get in and get out as quickly as possible. Rack up those numbers, baby. But with that being said, when you're holding Mr. Hinkle's hand and he starts to slip into the nether realm, make sure he can feel it. Make sure he knows you're there. So, are you ready?
4: I can wiggle my ears. Is that five
1: yet? You've listed four secret talents so far, so you just need one more. Uh, this
4: is hard, y'all.
1: Don't overthink it. It could be something as easy as farting on command or crying on command. Bonus points if you could do both at the
2: same time. Okay, okay. I think I've got it. My fifth and final secret talent is... that I'm great at keeping secrets. Now
0: that's a great answer. can we get some applause or something? There's the arch. There's the arch. Hang on. Gail didn't say it. She always says it. What the fuck is that about? Okay,
1: our next question comes to us from user itty bitty doggy body.
2: <laughs> oh my
4: god, great name.
2: See, that's what I told Pete when we were making all these fake names and audience
1: questions up. Okay, so user itty bitty doggy body, aka me asks. Have you ever been put in handcuffs, and if so, what
2: for? And we've already Googled Karen Dunning plus mugshot, so don't try to lie.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Was it the mugshot from Tennessee or from South Dakota? Uh, it was... from Florida, actually.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow. I forgot about that one. That was trespassing on private property. It was a beach, so, you know, it's a free country, whatever.
1: I was doing some digging and happened to find another interesting mugshot in the uh, Florida database. Do you recognize the name Rosemary Dunning?
4: Uh, yeah. So, you found my mom, huh?
0: Cool if we listen to the new Skinwalkers album. Gail doesn't respond. Instead, she just looks straight ahead with a fictitious smile cutting from ear to ear.
2: Hey, hun. You like working for yourself and making an impact on the world, right?
0: Uh, sure. Who
3: doesn't?
2: Well, what if I told you that I had an exciting opportunity that could change your life?
3: We already tried the fish tank video.
2: I've just been thinking about how much I love being a business owner.
3: I might have killed a man tonight. I'm not in the mood to joke around.
2: Well, I know one killer way for you to get the most out of your springtime style.
3: Situation because you think you're doing the best thing for yourself No The best thing for the entire world But once it gets started you realize it was all a huge mistake Next thing you know too many people are counting on you to follow through so you can't just quit And you can't stop because there's no way to wipe the slate clean The slate will never be clean again because I fucked up the slate. I don't know. I've just been in a really dark place lately. Don't forget to like and subscribe.
4: The county line is white snow and black ice and there's nothing on the other side. But yet he's pacing frozen tundras in ugly haunted countryside. And I'm a bottle deep just peeking Behind the curtain at the edge of town Where flying saucers with their light beams Steal all the traffic outbound You can't see us from here But you can drag signals radio waves And if you're tuned into the right stations There's music. Your pavement is flooded with road signs Scattered, clumsy hieroglyphics Standing against the interstate exit Tall, foreboding, cryptic Point me back to the comforts of home To sleeping naked with the TV on To clean it up for no one from me how
0: Two Flat Earthers Kidnap a Freemason Written and created by Jeremy Ellert Actor Direction by Danielle Ellett. Special thanks to our Associate Producers, Daniel Naruta and Anthony Sigmund-Lowry. If you enjoyed listening to this episode of Two Flat Earthers Kidnapper Freemason, please leave us a rating, review, codex or riddle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get podcasts. If you aren't able to leave a rating or review, then please go into your backyard, the street or a field and shout compliments about the show. If you plan on leaving a one-star rating or review on the podcast, we recommend instead that you simply fuck off and listen to something else.
2: The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.